If the Tampa Bay Lightning hope to three-peat as Stanley Cup champions, they'll have to become the first team in NHL history to overcome a 2-0 series deficit to win back-to-back best-of-seven series. Can the Lightning come back and make this a series? I voted yes, 63% saying no, the Lightning cannot come back. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hello, Canada and Canadian sports fans around the world. Welcome to the RP Show. We are back. For those that are tuning in and watching, we are live from Great Eagle Resort and Casino, the stage bar for those listening on the podcast or listen live. Just trust me. We're on the stage bar here in Calgary's entertainment destination, ready to talk sports for the next two hours on your old television, yakking it up on the old yak box. Bernie Nichols will be joining us from Bet Regal, our exclusive betting partner, to talk Stanley Cup final. And from the NHL Network, Julie Stewart-Binks on the day of the NHL Awards, which have been moved from Las Vegas to Tampa Bay. And that's coming up tonight. And JSB will be joining us from uh, the Florida Gulf Coast side. We've got the moose with us. We didn't leave him at Bears Paw Golf Club, although it looked like you might have wanted to stay last night. Everybody was having a great time there at the Rocky Mountain Rotary Classic Golf, uh, Celebrity Golf Classic. Oh, it was so great. I had, mm-hmm. you know, such an awesome time. Um, I feel bad for the four guys I golf with because I turned out to be their celebrity uh, guest. But, uh, no, we had a ton of fun, and uh, it was a great night. We do things a little differently here on the RP Show. Listen. All those other sports shows, of course, they're talking about Tampa Bay and Colorado, and we'll get to that, not to mention the Blue Jays, the Memorial Cup, and everything else, but we do have some stories that I want to get to, and we have some winners that we need to announce as well. Our Taco Time Father's Day contest, we've awarded some winners here, random winners. They've sent in their photos, and Clark said he's got them here. Uh, I don't know whose you want to put up first. Clark, tell me who you're going to throw up here. Uh, This is... That is Edmund Bankowski. Gotcha, Eddie. Thank you. He is in the Queen City. We'll be sending out a gift card from Taco Time to you for $50. And Adam Riddioff in Hamilton with his crew, obviously at midfield at Tim Hortons Field on the weekend. So those are our winners of our Father's Day Taco Time contest. So thank you, boys. So I guess you could actually hit the Quick Six show horn. Would you mind hitting it, Jordan? And I hope that we hear it today. I hope that we hear it. How about that? Okay. Here we go. My number one point, and again, that's why you tune in. The stories, not just the sports talk. I have written here, Rod and Bo. (laughs) And I said to Darren as we were driving back from the golf course last night, I said, Darren, I think in the opening segment, I'm just going to turn it over to you because you had the funniest take on myself and the star quarterback of the Canadian Football League's Calgary Stampeders, Bo Levi Mitchell, who clearly doesn't like me at all. We extended the offer for him to come on the program yesterday live from the Bears Paw Golf Club, and he... The quote was, not a chance, and there might have been an F-bomb in there, too. (laughs) So, you knew we were going to run into each other at the supper, which I was the master of ceremonies of the supper last night. They put the mic in my hand, and you just giggled your butt (laughs) off watching... The hijinks. Well, it was just, it was funny, you know, for, right from the beginning. It was literally like two exes showing up to the same venue, and they hadn't seen each other since the breakup, right? They both knew each other was going to be there, so it was awkward right from the beginning. We were looking around, where's Bo? And you could see when he came in, and we were all outside by the carts and mingling and registering, he was looking over, and then inside... I saw it, I saw it. Inside the banquet hall... 
you know, it was like rods here, both, and you just circled the perimeter, but always stayed on opposite sides of the room until, you know, it got so bad that he was in the buffet line. There was nobody else left to go. And as you like to do, you let everybody else eat first. And clearly Bo does too, because he was the second last person to eat. And I'm like, I'm not going up you, there. Yeah, you can't go in line when he's there. So it happened all night. And then, you know, you put him on the spot. Just hang on. Tell him about okay. the music in his golf cart. Mm. So we're going. I circle back 18. I asked if you actually wanted to hop in. But you're like, ah, no, I'm good. said, no, we might run into Bo, and I don't want to. And sure enough, two holes later, we did. He's coming down one hole. We're going up the other. And he's by himself, like all the celebrities were. And he's rocking the country music. And I'm like... This Tell guy is just like Rod. He's listening to 90s country. It was Michael Peterson, uh, Drink, Swear, Steal, and Lie. Right? Great song. And he's pumping it. And he's like, hey, boys. I don't think he recognized me. But he's having a great time bumping the country. I'm like, if they only knew, they would get along. They're the same person, just like, what, a decade apart? But he's at the, uh, the roast beef carving station. I'm watching from across the room. He's got his hat on the back of his head. And I turned to Darren. I said, look, he's a redneck. He's a hillbilly. Darren goes, so are you. <laughs> oh, yeah. So anyways, I don't know if we're going to get along. But I did signal him out. Just say on the microphone before yeah. we move on. In a good way. Um, you know, he said, wanted to you know, recognize Bo here who led the biggest comeback in <laughs> CFL history. New father, giving up his night off to be here. So uh, what could Bo do in that situation? He's, you could tell it was just uncomfortable. And why wouldn't it be uncomfortable for him? So he, he put up his hand and, and said I turned. Things. He turned as red as his helmet. And to be honest, I didn't know if people in that room of all the golfers would know the story. And as you said, enough new. Enough new. Yes. <laughs> so that was point one. Thanks, Bo. We're going to get you on the show. You just wait. So to point two, and you guys have fun with the story. I see the comments just lit up in the chat on that. <laughs> point two is the Stanley Cup Finals. Steven Stamkos, Pat Maroon, and Andre Palat each had a goal and a helper in the Tampa Bay Lightning. Scored four times in the second period and beat the Colorado Avalanche 6-2 Monday night in Game 3 of the Stanley Cup with the win, Tampa's eighth straight at home in these playoffs. The Lightning trimmed the Avalanche's series lead to 2-1. Game 4 goes Wednesday, and listen, I did say Tampa in 6, so obviously I'm hoping that they make this a series, and clearly they've made it a series. This is the highest-scoring series, Darren, in 40 years, longer than you've even been alive. Wow. The first three games have all had seven goals or more. Because I'm sitting back going, no matter how this turns out, I'll be happy for both teams. The good news is hockey's fine. We don't need to worry about having a summit and tweaking the rules and goals are down and this. and No, it's just been a fantastic series. A lot of our viewers, the majority, I went and checked the poll results from yesterday, almost 60% said Tampa, they're done. They're not coming back. This will be a sweep. So they were wrong. I'm not going to be like the pundits on TV saying, I told you they're going to come back. But I'm just glad they did. Yeah, I, no, for sure. And we knew they had this in them, right? Talked about how John Cooper managed Andre Vasilevsky in game two. Well, clearly he knows his goaltender came back with a much stronger effort. They were finishing uh, and chased Darcy Kemper in that game. So um, good things happen. And all of a sudden, you know, we got a series, you know, back in, back in Tampa. And we knew that something had to give, right? Colorado was so good on the road. I believe they hadn't lost. Uh, Tampa was so good at home. I think just the one loss or it was the other one. But, yeah, we got a series. And it could be 2-2 going back to Colorado. And wouldn't that be something? John Kirby in Edmonton says, you and Bone need to grow up. I think it's fun. Um, from John Ohm in Winnipeg. Grow up, pair, Bo. 
um, Jason in Red Deer, Alberta. So we got to know, Rod, did you meet Bo yesterday or last night? D- did I meet? He knows who I am, if that means anything. But no, we did not walk up and shake hands. And I don't know if that day will ever come. And we'll be fine. Uh, so moving on, again, game four of the Stanley Cup is on Wednesday night. Point uh, three. NHL GM of the year. Listen, I'm reading the NHL public relations Twitter feed every day, reading their website every day. I found it, pardon me for saying, a little confusing, Moose. The awards go tonight, but they're not in Las Vegas. They're in Tampa Bay. You read off the list of awards that are going to be handed out tonight, but the one that isn't, or one of the ones that isn't, is the Jim Gregory Award for NHL General Manager of the Year. I'm searching all over the place trying to find who the finalists are. And I couldn't find those. And I think you read that they're going to announce the finalists tonight for the general manager of the year. And I know the fans don't care about this. I don't know why I'm such a nerd. It's, to me, one of the most prestigious awards, and it means the most, because the general managers, this is what they do. They generally manage. They run the team. (laughs) It's a pretty important job. Yeah. The finalists have not been announced yet. So we put our heads together this morning and came up with the top three for our poll question for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. Who should be the finalists for the NHL Coach of the Year, uh, General Manager of the Year, the Jim Gregory Award? I think, I, I think the way I worded it was who should win it, but the finalists that we came up with were Bill Zito of the Florida Panthers. He was a finalist last year. Yep, he was. And this year the Panthers won the President's Trophy for Best Regular Season. So I think Bill Zito's an easy one, Florida Panthers. Number two... I went with Brad Treliving. He was the second name to pop into my mind. Flames won a pennant in a season where not long after, I frankly thought Treliving was going to be fired and everybody there in Calgary. They end up winning the pennant. And what happened in the playoffs is another story. So Treliving, Zito, and the third was Joe Sackick of the Colorado Avalanche, which I'm certain he will be named a finalist tonight. Sudden death, Joe. And of our poll results, he's almost 70% of the respondents are voting for Joe Sackick of the Colorado Avalanche. But we've got 24 hours to vote on the poll. I would challenge the viewers to text in on the 902 line or in the chat and tell me three better than this. Well, I actually was considering putting Dubas in, wasn't I? Yeah, but I you were. But I didn't. They did have the best regular season in franchise the history. Leafs. The Leafs did. So that's, that's there. The tree living story is interesting, and this might give people in Winnipeg a little bit of hope because you thought he was going to get fired, and he stuck with that core, tinkered a little bit around it, stuck with his coach, right, and, and with, with, with Daryl, and they ended up going on this run and finally gelled. You know, with what Kevin Cheveldayoff's doing in Winnipeg, he's kind of sticking, I think, with his core, with his group, and going to bring in a new coach coming. And if they turn it around and have a really good year, he could be on course for being GM of the year next year for sticking with his guys, right, and managing the team in the right way. But, uh, yeah, I think you got the right three guys in there. Randy from Winnipeg says Rob Blake, L.A. Kings, and that, sure. There's no real right or wrong answer on this, but I think, and by the way, so they announced the finalists tonight, and then they announced the award, award winner the night of round one of the draft which will be on July 7th. Squirrel here. It's the same day as the NLL expansion draft for the Las Vegas Desert Dogs. Couldn't they consult? Really? Round one NHL draft, NLL expansion draft. Can you guys get together? Yeah. I was worried I was having a heart attack this morning. Uh, Here in the casino, I said to Darren, I smell toast. 
smells really good or I'm get about to die. Oh, no. <laughs> and you didn't smell the toast. I didn't. Now, you had wandered down to the coffee cart, right? Yeah. At the time. So perhaps the, uh, the toast was being ate back there or whatever. But uh... <sighs> Smell toast. I still kind of do. So <laughs> if I slump over, you're taking over. Living in a casino resort, it is as great as it sounds. It is. Our Stanley Cup and, and NHL coverage is brought to you by Bronco Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. To schedule maintenance or to learn more about our services, call 306-781-2090 or visit us at broncoplumbing.com. You might want to give that air conditioning uh, unit a blast, a charge, or even a looking over. I can tell you right now, if you call this morning, Bronco Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling probably be out same day. We move on in the warm-up with point four. The Edmonton Oil Kings and Shawinigan Cataract will begin playing the 102nd Memorial Cup tonight in St. John, New Brunswick. Last night, the host St. John Sea Dogs defeated the OHL champion Hamilton Bulldogs 5-3 in the tournament opener. Yes, it's blowing our minds. It started on a Monday. This is still a COVID thing. But I was in the clubhouse at Bears Paw yesterday. I got the TSN app on my phone going. I got the sports net up on the TV. Bob's your uncle. It was a lot of fun. Bob's and St. John for a host team, I don't know. For a host team, it was a hell of a start. I think I, I turned it on, it was 3-1, got to 4-1, maybe even 5-1 for the host St. John Sea Dogs. But I think Hamilton will come back. You didn't see any of it because you were on the golf course. Hamilton's goalie looked a little deflated. I think they got caught on their heels, obviously. They were in a 4-1 deficit. But TSN's got all the big shots, big shots there. Craig Button's there. Darren Dreger's there. They had Gerard Gallant on the broadcast, former St. John Sea Dog coach. Yeah. I just love me some... Memmer. It's so awesome. Yeah. It's so awesome. And to be there and to be around it. And I'm glad we're covering it every day and talking about it. And we'll be watching the games, of course. And no, it, it's great. Um, we'll handle the news here. Thanks. I see people writing in with news. And then we'll, that, this is what we do. Quick six show topics here right now. Our junior hockey coverage is brought to you by Cavendish Farms. Proud supporters of junior hockey in Canada. And I noticed their ads on the boards and on the ice. I love it. Uh, to point five, Andrew Vaughn matched a career high with four hits, including a solo homer, and the Chicago White Sox celebrated an 8-7 victory over the Toronto Blue Jays Monday night. Luis, Robert, and Josh Harrison also homered as Chicago opened a seven-game homestand with their fifth win in seven games. As for Toronto... They lost their fourth time in five games. Starter Jose Barrios was tagged for six runs and nine hits in four innings. The Blue Jays 12 off the division lead, but Darren, they hold a wild card by a game and a half lead, the Blue Jays. So I don't think we at any point get concerned until they slip out of a wild card spot. They own the number one wild card spot, as a matter of fact. Yeah, I don't think we're concerned. The only concern is you've got to find a way to beat the Yankees when that happens. Yeah, not happening, probably. No. I don't know if that'll ever happen. That's the reason you're 12 games back. It's just that's not how bad the Jays, it's how good the Yankees are. And that's the only concern for me is during the season, you got to show us that you can beat the Yankees at least, you know, a few times. How did it come up last night at the table at the supper? You guys were asking how long Aaron Judge has been in the majors with the New York Yankees. How well, did that even come up? Channing, who was sitting next to me, uh, was just telling a story about being in Toronto at a Jays game, and he was, he's a Yankee fan. And then I was telling a story about Aaron Judge throwing a ball to Leanne when we were at a game in Toronto and it hit her in the shoulder. So that's how Aaron Judge came up. I was trying to figure out how long he'd been in the league because 
Uh, we had seen him four years ago now. Brian in Withrow, Alberta, has texted us an article, an interesting one for us hockey fans, about proposed realignment in the American Hockey League. With most people wouldn't really care about that, but what they're talking about, and if they're proposing it, usually it means they're going to it. You know what I mean? It's sort of like the CFL. Here's our proposed rule changes, and then they announce nine. Yeah. Right? They're talking about going to a six-team all-Canadian division. Oh. With the Stockton Heat, the Flames team moving from California to Calgary here, and the Seattle team beginning playing Palm Springs, an all-Canadian division, which would consist of Abbotsford, Belleville, Calgary, Laval, Manitoba, and Toronto. No divisional U.S. road trips all winter for the Canadian division. Really? I'm out. And what's that? The Pacific Division. This is the best division in sport. Bakersfield, Coachella Valley, Henderson, Nevada, Ontario, California, San Diego, San Jose, and Tucson. Like you'd be breaking your ankle. You'd be breaking your ankle to get down into that division. That's the dream. Oh, I'm sorry. We're over time for a break. That is the dream division. So thank you, Brian, for sending that. An all-Canadian division proposed for the American Hockey League. When we come back, CFL announcing its top performers for week two this morning. I want to talk about who is the best team in the CFL. Do we have an answer to that right now entering week three? And bad news for the Jolly Green Giants. Lots to get to. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network. We're live streaming on YouTube as well. And 24-hour sports radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Yeah, buddy. Broadcasting live from the stage bar here at Great Eagle Resort and Casino, Calgary's entertainment uh, destination. By the way, some of the shows coming up here this summer and fall. How about this? Between the event center, mostly in the event center, which is about 50 yards to my left. The the Beach Boys, July 28th, my brother's birthday. Randy Hauser, July 29th. The Tea Party with special guest One Bad Son, August 3rd. Nazareth with... Special guest, The Headpins, August 12th. Dancing Queen, a tribute to ABBA, August 13th. And then into the fall, uh, Burton Cummings. Terry Fater, the winner of America's Got Talent. Ventriloquist. Tracy Morgan and his No Disrespect Tour, the comedian. Bare Naked Ladies, uh, August 20th. So check it out, Great Eagle Resort and Casino.ca. The Moose is with me here. At the stage bar. Thank you, guys. Uh, And I was going to say something, and I can't remember what it was. So should I move on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any topic of the of the previous five before we get? I'm trying to think of what we were talking about before the break when we ran out of time. Squirrels, but no. So bad. (laughs) We can go to the. It's so bad. Can Um, somebody rein us in? Yeah. Okay, moving on. It'll come to me right in the middle of this, probably. Yeah. Calgary Stampeders defensive back Titus Wall, Stampeders kicker Rennie Paradis, and Saskatchewan running back Jamal Morrow are the CFL's top players for week two of the season. 
Wall had his first career interception and touchdown in the Stampeders' 33-30 win over Hamilton on Saturday. He also had six tackles in the victory. Paradis had 17 points in the win, including a 39-yard field goal to force overtime and then a 35-yarder to win it. And Jamal Morrow for Saskatchewan had 154 all-purpose yards and a rushing touchdown in the Riders' 26-16 win at Edmonton on Saturday. Now, congrats to those guys. This was the fun thing. When Alex Goche was with us on the show yesterday, the longtime CFL offensive tackle, I said, who's the best team in the CFL? And he goes, too early to say. And he's for sure right. But while you were golfing yesterday, I was uh, driving around, I was listening to the radio, and there was a guy on there. And listen, say whatever you want. I'm going to say whatever I want. I don't expect people to agree with me all the time. And I didn't agree with him. And here's my point there. He was saying what stuck out was the Toronto Argonauts are 1-0. and They're the only winning team in the East, but they shouldn't be 1-0 and because Montreal missed a field goal to win the game. They should be 0-1. And Montreal should be this. They're 0-2, but they should be at least 1-1. And I'm like, oh, dude, dude, dude. You do you. But two very famous guys had this phrase, Darren. Your record is what you are. I believe Bill Tuna Parcells said it first, and John Frenzy made it famous. Your record is what you are. So I don't, don't and I've, I've never forgot that. Don't you agree with that? Don't talk about coulda, woulda, shoulda. No, and that happens, right? I mean, there are situations where the best team doesn't always win. But over the course of a season, it usually balances out. It usually balances out. So, yeah, there's, sure, there's some teams that, you know, probably wish they would have been be 1-0 or 2-0 and or have a better record than they do. But if they're good enough... It'll balance out throughout the season. If they actually should have won, they'll be good enough to win enough games throughout the year. But too early to tell two weeks into the season. Start spreading the news. We are live on YouTube talking CFL right now for all the CFL fans out there. We talk more CFL than any other talk show in the country. Book it. Arlen Bruce III, AB, watching from Edmonton, says, I believe the Owls will bounce back by week seven and be in the top three power rankings. Kahari knows what he's doing, and the owner is a killer owner. Get it? Boy, A.B., we got to get A.B. on again. He says, great show, R.B. R.P., thank you, Arland. So the owner of the Alouettes last week, Gary Stern, said that they're going to go into Toronto and kill the Argos. Define kill, Gary, because your kicker soiled himself with 11 seconds to go. Muffed it, as Jeff Reinbold said the next day here. Is it even too early two weeks in to say, your record is what you are? John Frenzy, it's the greatest. There's the meme for today, a photo of John Lynch. Your record is what you are. I don't talk about it. It was was good enough talk radio fodder, believe me, as I'm driving on Sarsi Trail, turning onto the, uh, the Banff Expressway. I'm enjoying it, but I'm like, I don't agree with you. And that's the whole idea of sports talk radio. Uh, I mean, here's another one. You know, the viewer David in Winnipeg yesterday. Bombers and Riders are 2-0, and all, Rod, but what are you concerned about with them? Nothing. They're, <laughs> they're undefeated. Now, having said that, comes out yesterday, Saskatchewan center Dan Clark tweets that he's got a broken fibula. We were debating at the golf course yesterday how long he'd be out. 
I'm telling you, man, broken leg, especially for a 300-pounder like that, with all that weight on your broken leg, I got to think that's a season, don't you? Yeah, the more I think about it, like it probably needs surgery, right, to repair it potentially, and um, that's tough, really, really tough. So, yeah, he's probably out a, a significant amount of time. Be doubtful that he would return for the year. Um, Eric McLeod in the chat says the new owner of the BC Lions is marketing and branding the team nicely. He absolutely is. It's unfortunate they come off that huge win in week one and then they have a bye in week two. Mm-hmm. If we had a 10th team, that wouldn't be a problem, but we're not going to get into that today. Tomorrow is when we really look ahead to the weekend of the upcoming week three games. And we have the poll, what is Canada's game of the week? But for the purposes of today, I'll tell you what's happening. Week three opens Thursday night, Saskatchewan at Montreal. A rematch of the 2009 Grey Cup and 2010. No odds have been posted here yet. Friday, it is Hamilton at Winnipeg. A rematch of the last two Grey Cups. And then another Saturday doubleheader, and we're going to be at it. Edmonton at Calgary. I can't wait, Chris Jones. We're going to do a little tie, little uh, tailgating. What do you think? I've heard the tailgate's think, legendary. I've, I've seen it once. Um, really cool. So uh, definitely uh, something that's on my list while we're here. Uh, Toronto at BC. We'll close it out. And we're going to get to BC for a game this summer. Book it. And I appreciate the viewers chiming in with their comments. I meant to get to this yesterday, and for whatever reason, I did not. So thank you. A couple things. Ted in Red Deer says, has anyone started the bring back Brendan Labatt to replace Dan Clark call? I I don't know. Big Blue hasn't played football in two, going on three years. For a big lineman like that, I'd be shocked to see him come out of quasi-retirement to play. That's not to say he won't. I would just be surprised. But John Kirby in Edmonton says, and I want, your, I want everybody's opinion on this. Should have done a poll. He says, some Edmonton Elks fans are upset at Mark Corty for missing the Elks home opener to attend his own wedding. Some say, let it go. You were following that on Saturday and on the weekend, obviously. Mm-hmm. Highest paid offensive lineman in the Canadian Football League missed his team's game because he was getting married. The reaction on this was more entertaining than anything. And, and 90% of what I saw what came from former players, some coaches saying this is wrong. Now, 2006, <laughs> my brother moved his wedding because I was supposed to be the MC, and the Riders had a game out. And of course, you saw people saying on Twitter, how do you... Bucko, didn't he know the schedule? Uh, clearly you haven't been married, and I have been <laughs> multiple times. You need to book these facilities a year in advance. When they're booking a wedding venue, there's no CFL schedule out. So you see where I'm getting to, I think. Um, I get that the old school people think it's wrong. I'll just go back. My family, sports family, my brother's wife's family, not sports family. So when that wedding thing came up and the rider schedule came out, they're like, uh-oh, riders have a game same day as the wedding. So my wife's, my brother's wife's family goes, well, that's easy. Roddy misses the game. And my family's like, no, 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 no. This is a radio guy. Not the offensive lineman, starting offensive lineman, highest paid offensive lineman. But 
I'm not saying that we did it right. That's what I put in my column on the weekend. I'm not sure that we did it right back in the day. Yeah. Listen, he's only going to be playing for a few more years. You got to stay married to her forever. What do you think? How about that? Yeah, at the end of the day, the wedding wins out. Yeah, yeah, I'm on the player's side. I'm on the player's side. The wedding wins out, hands down. I'm with the fans, so I'm like, my first thought was, okay, when did you book this? Obviously, could it be moved by a day, right? What's available there? Um, but, you know, when you're booking the Ritz or whatever, that books up three years in advance. Exactly. Right? So you have to commit to a day, you know, and... and they would know that if you're booking a June wedding, that you're probably going to be football season. But that's what they wanted. And he probably would have went to the team and said, look, I've got this wedding. It's booked, right? Chances are, unless we're on a bye week or whatever, I'm out for a game. Are you guys cool with that? And they probably supported it. And yeah, it sucks for the team because you lose your best offensive lineman in a tight game. And these wins are important. But no, at the end of the day, the wedding wins up. Maybe we got to put that to a poll tomorrow. Should Mark Cordy have missed his team's game to get married? I'm on the player's side. You're on the player's side. Yeah. How about that? Now, How about if I was that? his coach, maybe I wouldn't be on his side. But from where I sit, I am. Yeah. Jennifer's watching at the Four Seasons. She says, wow, great fans there. You're not allowed to have a life. You think Ryder fans would be any different? Please, fans are fans. Anyway, don't you think? Well, and it's not a part-time gig. It's not just a job. Like, you, technically, it's a job. But it's not like you can call in sick on the weekend because you got plans or, you know, you're going to take a trip, vacation, and take a week off during the season. This is a special circumstance. The only one I would wonder, the only question I have, is this wedding would have been booked before Chris Jones got hired, right? And so what happened when Chris Jones found out about the wedding in week two of the season? He's probably okay with it at the end of the day. I mean, there's not much you can do about it. They were going to lose anyways. <laughs> right? Oh, no. Well, now people just chiming in. They clearly didn't. They weren't watching earlier. Nyan watching on YouTube says, no, he shouldn't have scheduled a wedding on game day. The wedding would have been scheduled before the schedule came out. Yeah. Wiki, wiki. Eric McLeod in the chat. Get married at the game. Halftime show <laughs> wedding. Robin watching in Prince Albert. Honeymoon at the West Edmonton Mall, followed by a trip to the zoo. Like I say, they were going to lose anyways. She's happy. Everybody's happy. Moose, we will see you back here for hour two. You got it. We're live from the stage bar. Our summer residency begins today on the first day of summer. Our NHL ambassador for Bet Regal, our exclusive betting partner, Bernie Nichols, joins us next to talk Stanley Cup playoffs. You're watching on the Game Plus television network. We're also live streaming on YouTube and 24-hour sports radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. We are live from Great Eagle Resort and Casino, and it is National Indigenous Peoples Day. Please celebrate in however fashion 
uh, you enjoy. The Tampa Bay Lightning are on the board in the Stanley Cup final. Steven Stamkos, Pat Maroon, and Andre Palat each had a goal and a helper in a 6-2 win over the Colorado Avalanche on Monday night. Avs now lead the series 2-1. Game four Wednesday night in Tampa. Our NHL ambassador for Bet Regal, our exclusive betting partner, Bernie Nichols, joins us as he does every week to talk Stanley Cup playoffs. And Bernie, uh, welcome to the program. I'm wondering, you obviously watched the game, what changed when the series shifted to Florida? Well, I think uh, they obviously played better and, you know, defending Stanley Cup champs, they'd been there before. Uh, Toronto beat them, I think, 5 nothing first game and then 5-1 or something the third game. So, and just like the last series, they lost the first two games. They come back home. They kind of get the feel again. And I think, obviously, Colorado knew they were in a little bit of a different game last night. I think maybe... It took a couple games to figure Colorado out, but as fast as Colorado is, they uh, they definitely handled them last night. Well, after the seven nothing route in Game Two, and Stamkos looked so def- deflated talking to the media, what did you think was going to happen when they back- went back to Florida? Did you think Tampa was going to come back uh, in this fashion? No, I did. Uh, maybe not. You know, six-two, but it's, it wasn't—it was never a six-two game, right? It's—they're it, always closer than than they are, or they seem. But I mean, uh, I really thought that Tampa would come back and win, and I still think they can win uh, next game as well. Um, their goaltending is just too good, as you seen uh, last night. Um, now, who's going to play tomorrow night for Colorado? Right? Like they have two backup goalies, as far as I'm concerned, and that could be a problem. So. Uh, Vasilevsky played unbelievable last night, which we knew he was going to. He was going to bounce back. So it's still going to be good. Colorado's fast, and and they're probably the fastest team in the league. But if anybody can handle it, it's that big defense and goaltending of of, uh, Tampa Bay. Let me ask you this. I mean, I don't know how you are on the numbers. I read the NHLPR website every morning. Bernie, this is the highest scoring Stanley Cup final in 40 years. Every game's had seven goals or more. There were eight last night. Why is that, do you think? Is it a goaltending issue, or what, what's, is there something in the systems that's led to this? Well, I, I really believe that the kids are so skilled now. Um, you know, it always was uh, defense wins standing cups, and by the time you get to the finals, normally it's two really good defensive teams with two good goaltending, two good goaltenders, and, you know, uh, Tampa's goalies played well, but, you know, he struggled at times, too. So, Nope, we've all lost Bernie's audio there. Tell me, guys. So we lost your audio for a second there, but do we have him back? Okay, okay. We got you back, Bernie. I don't know what happened to your audio if, uh, if a text came in or something like that. But what do you expect in game four? Is this an adjustment thing? Like I had somebody tell me coaching doesn't matter this late in the playoffs. The players will decide it. You know, what's going on between games three and four with these teams? Well, coaching always has an input. But, I mean, I've always said in the playoffs, home ice and coaching doesn't really mean a lot, right? Like a lot of teams play better on the road than they do at home. Uh, there's no distractions. Uh, coach is the coach. Uh, he knows what he has. The players know what they got to do, man per man. So if they do that, I, I still think Colorado 
can win the series, but uh, until the defending champions beat. And I've always said, too, until you lose a home game, uh, you're never in trouble. And I, I expect Tampa to win tonight or tomorrow and then see if uh, Colorado can home, hold home ice when they get back home. Hey, I got a question for you. Our poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is who should win GM of the Year in the NHL? The finalists for the Jim Gregory Award will be announced tonight. And I came up with these three. Uh, Brad Tree Living of the Flames, Bill Zito of the Panthers, or Joe Sackick of the Avalanche or other. And our voters are running away with Joe Sackick. But who do you think did the best yeah. job of being a GM in the NHL this year? Well, I think... Uh the pieces that they put together in Colorado. Uh, and I'm a big Joe Sackick fan, so I'm going to go with the former player. So I would love to see Joe win it. The, uh, interestingly enough, they didn't do the voting on this until two rounds in to the Stanley Cup playoffs, which I wish they would do for every award. You know, because <laughs> I'll ask you this again. We are seeing that the playoffs are a different animal. Ask the Panthers. Ask the Flames. Ask the teams that aren't playing right now. Why is that, Bernie? Well, because it is. Uh, at the end of the day, the regular season does not mean anything. Um, I remember, well, when the Kings won the Cup, um, Vancouver was the President's Trophy winner, best team in the league. Uh, we went in there and, and beat them in five. Uh, we, were, we just squeaked in eighth place. We got in and win it. The next year, when they went it in uh, 14, they made an eighth place again. Um, I remember when um, Anaheim wins the cup first time. San Jose Sharks was president of the trophy winner. They went in there and beat them, and they win the cup. Like Tampa Bay knows, um, and and being around the Kings there after they'd won a couple of cups, the regular season's tough for these kids to play. You get in January, February, just the long days of winter, and it's really tough to play because they, they know nothing. These games don't mean anything. It, the playoffs are where it, everything is uh, what you, you gear up to get to, right? And uh, you want to be at your best when it comes playoff time. And whether you get in first place or, or eighth place, you still have to beat the best teams in the league. And uh, I think Tampa's or uh, Florida is going to see that. Like they, they gunned up and they were first in. And that side, and, you know, it didn't mean anything because Tampa went in there and kicked them. Uh, I, I, don't like the, I don't like the setup, how they have it, though. Uh, it should be one versus eight. Uh, but, I mean, players that have played a lot, like Tampa, uh, any team that's been in a lot of playoff games, they know the regular season's just, just try to get through it healthy, get ready for, uh, to play your best hockey in the uh, springtime, and teams that do that are, are probably the most successful for sure and that whole thing about having to lose before you learn how to win we had the colorado broadcaster on last week and he said don't think the abs aren't motivated by blowing a 3-1 series lead to vegas last year right and tampa had their share of spring heartbreaks i just got to ask you this bernie you got your king's hat on you're a streaming television fan because you love yellowstone have you watched winning <laughs> time on hbo max you've watched it I have not. No, we've, we've watched oh, Justified and Ozark. So now we're looking for something else. So what is the one we want? Winning Time. It is a 10-episode ten, ten series on the rise of the L.A. Lakers. You were around. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, listen, yeah, yeah. 
Okay, yeah. You got to watch it. I want to see that. Okay. Yeah, it's on HBO yeah, Max, sure. and you were there. You, you, I was going to, well, you have, listen, you watch it, and then you come back here and report to me if it's accurate at all from, from what your perspective was. Okay. Must have been a wild time around there in the 80s, huh, in L.A.? Yeah, for sure. And I was lucky because uh, the Lakers played their home games on Friday night. Kings played on Saturday. And I used to, on Friday nights, I'd go down the forum. I could go anywhere I wanted to. They would set me out um, on the hallway, like where the, the team goes out to the to the court. I'd stand right there, almost courtside, and watch them play. It was unbelievable. HBO Max, winning time. All right, Bernie, enjoy the hockey. We'll chat with you next week. Okay, Rod. Nice time to you. The great Broadway Bernie Nichols. Man, a big fan of that guy for a long time. By the way, he's the NHL ambassador at Bet Regal. Use the promo code LEGENDS when you sign up and create an account at Bet Regal, and you will get welcome dollars in your account. Again, the promo code is LEGENDS at betregal.ca. Viewer Takeover is next for Taco Time. You're watching the RP Show live from Great Eagle Resort and Casino on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and, of course, you can always catch the podcast wherever the best podcasts are found, including Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. It is the RP Show live from the stage bar at Great Eagle Resort and Casino. And the public is indeed welcome to come on down. We're live daily, 10 a.m. Mountain to noon right here at the stage bar. Um, It is viewer takeover for Taco Time. It's also Taco Tuesday. $2 tacos all day long at the over 120 Taco Time locations across Canada. There's always one near you. Dougal Cameron writes in. He is watching on Game Plus TV in Calgary. He says, so was there a Bo Levi sighting or meeting last night? Inquiring minds want to know. Dougal, we covered it way back at the start of the program and spent about five minutes on what happened last night at the golf tournament between Bo Levi Mitchell, the Calgary Stampeders quarterback, and me. We addressed it then. I'm not going to address it again. So you got to PVR this show. But we covered it right off the top. You knew we were going to cover it. Regarding Edmonton offensive lineman Mark Corte missing his team's game on Saturday to attend his wedding. And they're still talking about it up there in the city of champions. Chris Tom is watching on Game Plus TV in Heidelberg, Ontario. And he says, uh, with the CFL playing Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, he had a 75% chance his wedding would not be on a game day just saying I'm on the player's side and Chris Tom goes on to say in 2005 I was the video coordinator for the Laurier Golden Hawks I had to miss the Vanier Cup due to the Vanier being moved back to December 3rd that year due to my wedding being booked before I say do what's best for you and Mark Corte did I say good for him I'm sure he did have Chris Jones, blessing on it. A sports update on this Tuesday. A Canadian Elite Basketball League, the Edmonton Stingers, edged out the Montreal Alliance 64-60 Monday night in a tight defensive battle. 
The win snaps the Stingers' three-game losing streak, while the defeat extends the Alliance's losing streak to four. Two games tonight in the league. Fraser Valley at Guelph and Niagara at Ottawa. You can watch on CBC Gem. Uh, after a two-year absence due to COVID, the Memorial Cup wasted no time generating excitement in St. John, New Brunswick. The host Sea Dogs beat the Hamilton Bulldogs 5-3 Monday. Second game of the round, Robin goes tonight. The Edmonton Oil Kings up against the Shawinigan Cataract. 4 p.m. Mountain on TSN. Blue Jays have scored 22 runs in their past five games. That's the good news. Bad news is they've given up 43. That inability to shut down the rivals' offense is why the Jays are reeling of late. They've lost four of their last five, including an 8-7 setback last night uh, in Chicago as ace Jose Barrios surrendered six runs in just four innings. The Jays hope to right the ship tonight when they take on the White Sox again. Righty Kevin Gosman will pitch for the Jays. White Sox counter with righty Dylan Cease. Garrett Cole took a no-hit bid into the eighth inning. Aaron Hicks hit a tie-breaking triple in the ninth. And the New York Yankees beat the Tampa Bay Rays 4-2 Monday night for their 50th win of the season. Last minute of play in hour one. Last minute. The Yankees' 50-17 and 17 start is the best in the majors since the 2001 Seattle Mariners. So it's like, why are we even talking about the Blue Jays? They probably don't even have a chance. Saskatchewan, Winnipeg, Calgary, and BC are the early favorites to extend their unbeaten streaks when the CFL kicks off week three. On Thursday night, the Rough Riders will be aiming to win three in a row when they tackle the winless Owls in Montreal Thursday. The defending champion, Blue Bombers, looking to go to 3-0 and when they host the winless... Hamilton Tiger Cats Friday. This sports update for Ballers Rec Room, your official home of slow pitch, open Wednesday to Sunday for the Tap Brew House and Drive Through Liquor Store and for Red Bull Canada. Red Bull gives you wings. Julie Stewart Bings from the NHL Network and the Moose coming up an hour or two right after this break. Stick around. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.